Welcome in to Neutral Zone. Good Sunday morning. Tennessee Vols victorious yesterday down in the mid-state. Big win, 75-62. Any win on the road, Bob Basterville, is uh, is always important, is huge. Uh, we, uh, we actually were tossing around some stats earlier in the week about how over the last five years, just parity and, you know, people want to make comparisons and say NIL is a – is impacting college sports. Those numbers that uh, that I shared with you and Aaron were uh, were pretty staggering when you when you look back even five years ago and um, and then just in this year 23-24 season already just an amazing clip of home teams that are winning uh, not just in conference but teams that are ranked and are going on the road they definitely got a target on their back tennessee had one yesterday uh, but they come out i mean it helps when you've got that guy and tennessee certainly has him uh your thoughts on the performance yeah and to your point you had shared that stat um that uh it was ap top tens that are it, when it first came out, it was 17 wins, 27 losses on the road against unranked opponents. Now it's 17 and 28 because Auburn lost again yesterday at Starkville. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, we've been saying this all along for weeks, uh, particularly after the loss at Mississippi State when everybody was freaking out. It's like it is hard to win on the road in conference. It's hard to win on the road anywhere these days. Yep. So what we saw yesterday, you know – Tennessee, they see, you know, they they survived a mediocre first half shooting. Yep. Vanderbilt shot uncharacteristically well in the first half. Vanderbilt slowed the game down, took possessions. The refs sucked. They oh, it's, horrible, it was horrible, like historically <laughs> bad. Yeah, that was awful. But as I use the term constantly, Dalton <clears throat> Connect still happened. You still happened, <laughs> and um, that's yeah. that's the good news. That's the difference in this team now. You know, I mean, in second half, or yeah. excuse me, second chance points, just to the first media timeout in the second half, at about the fifteen and a half mark, Tennessee. I think I shared with you it. They literally, when I was looking at it, I was like, "Wow!" I mean, all the second chance points. Mayshack had three offensive re- or three rebounds to keep alive. They had 15 second chance points to Vanderbilt's three. Uh, they got one and then got a kick out for a three. But that that kind of stuff right there, even if you go into shooting funks and you're not getting a, a whistle, you can win when you defend. And I know that's so cliche, but defense and grit and toughness travels it's it's just like i'm saying in in football high level football offensive and defensive line play travels it 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 just suffocates other teams and wears them down yeah i agree and you're right if you look at that game from a matchup standpoint statistically it was kind of evenly matched but that intangible you mentioned about second chance points that's that's a big difference maker and and Tennessee had a lot of the edge on that yesterday um i mean i was actually another kind of unsung uh i wouldn't call him hero but an unsung factor that gives me some real optimism was jordan ganey strung a second game yeah. good game together again uh 10 points um hit a couple threes uh, he he was he was 
he was a positive impact on the court, which we weren't able to say for about a month leading up to the Alabama game last weekend. Right. So now two games in a row, that's a big deal, man. If that's a big deal. Shots, <clears throat> that's going to be important. Um, I, I think that it was uh, – I think it was – from that perspective, I, I think it was really a, a good sign. And I, and listen, we always know it's tough to play at Vanderbilt. We, right. we, we've seen that happen regularly. Uh, their two guards, Manjon and Lawrence, were kind of what we expected them to be. They really led the way. But, yeah. you know, if you look at statistically Manjon in the second half, he, he was shut down. Oh, so. no question. Yeah. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> those intangibles you talked about um, – just, you know, you, you can get into the – you're going to get into your offensive sets, and Dalton Connect is obviously that guy. But if other guys are doing the, the little things, uh, you know, Adu is, is being physical presence, not just offensively but defensively and affecting shots, and we're getting out. I like seeing us pushing it a little more now that I think, too, you're starting to see ZZ Top. Uh, starting to uh, get uh, his legs under him a little more. He's, he seems to have that that burst back and uh, and and actually finishing shots. And um, but I, but I'll say this too. You know, you talked about some of the road. Uh, you you look across the league, and um, you know, I had some interest in a uh, in a wager with North Carolina, and clearly they're a much more superior team. Uh, than Florida State and Leonard Leonard Hamilton's team was in it till the final media I mean it was literally like a two-point game with about six minutes left and North Carolina pulls away um, but uh, yeah I, you know and and again that stat that Bob shared you go back to uh, the 18-19 season I mean this is how far we've come 73 percent and again the the stat we'll break it down AP top 10 teams for this year, the 23-24 season, are now updated with the uh, the Baskerville updated board here now. Um, se- 17-28. and 28. So that's about 34% this year in a situation where an AP top 10 team loses on the road to an unranked opponent. Uh, it definitely shows you how much college basketball uh has changed and maybe some of that has to do with nil money um but i tell you you go back to 18 19 season 73.3 percent and in 1920 the following season 66 percent it's dropped every year with the exception of 2021 and maybe that you know maybe that was tell into some of the covid and players you know maybe maybe some players um, got an extra year, but, uh, yeah, it's bottom line is it's really hard. Uh, and I have to, you know, maybe I have to eat a little crow there because I was, I was very, maybe of all of us, I was more the most critical of the way we lost at Mississippi state, but man, you start putting all these little things together. Like Bob said, you Mayshek's getting offensive rebounds. You don't really need him to do a whole lot. You don't need him to score second chance opportunities with with this bunch when you've got to connect and you've got now a presence underneath in adu who guards can clearly facilitate you know drive and dump off to him and he can finish now we we didn't see that before this year and i think now those sort of little things and and to bob's point gainy now that's two games in a row you know 
outside of the game that we beat a very good Illinois team before Shannon got suspended for a few games, that that was he had two big you know shots that he knocked down when we were right there. You know, kind of we were down a little, then we were it was just right there. It was like, okay, how's this game gonna you know are we gonna flip it momentum and get a couple steals? And we did, fortunately. But um, what else as far as the college landscape? And by the way, we've, we've got a ton of NFL stuff in the second hour. Uh, there's tons of recruiting. UT, if you want to jump in with us, you can. 546-8200. We would love to hear from you. 546-8200. If you got some thoughts on this UT basketball team, you know, are you, are you, are you all in? Are you, is there still, you know, I say it, let's enjoy it because we've never had a player, a finisher, whatever you want to call him, an assassin, he's the real deal. And, you know, if, if you don't – if somebody doesn't have him at least mentioned in consideration for first-team All-American, I don't know what – I don't know that you're catching many games uh, and watching enough basketball. Uh, but, again, I, I'll tell you, there were, some, there were some impressive teams that I thought yesterday. Again, North Carolina, we've, we've talked about them. I had a futures on them to get to the uh, the final four. And uh, I luckily I got that um, probably three weeks ago, four weeks ago. And um, they look like a final four team does North Carolina. But uh, Arizona, I've been critical of them, but the way they went into Oregon and just handled Oregon, I mean, they was never even in doubt. They just – they jumped on them early and just kept their – the foot on the gas. But um, any other – teams yesterday uh, I thought Marquette responded well having you know played a just two I think it was two weeks ago they played at uh Seton Hall and struggled to win that game uh they absolutely pummeled Seton Hall yesterday there at Marquette any other teams that really stood out to you Bob this week in in the college landscape well I think that um I got to watch a fair amount of college basketball yesterday um Houston looked strong as advertised. What you just said about North Carolina, 10th win in a row. And mm-hmm. that was a tough game against Florida State. Yeah. Um, the the Big 12, my gosh, man. Kansas is 4-3 and three in conference. I mean, Iowa State <sighs> – Iowa State took them down in um, in Ames, Iowa. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're undefeated that, uh, there. Uh, TCU yeah. Baylor game yesterday. Was, yeah. yeah, I had them as part of a parlay uh, catching six and a half TCU, and they ended up winning in what triple overtime? Uh, yeah, triple overtime. Yeah, it was triple. That's yeah, right. I saw blew, it up to the second. And but. I texted you guys what blew my parlay yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Thir- Vols 13 and a half. They win by 13. Oh, man. Because yeah, Vandy geez. hit a shot at the end, and then Dalton should have just taken the ball and dunked it on him right yeah. at the very end. Just pulled an admiral. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's a bad beat. <laughs> that would have been nice. It's a yeah. tough one. <clears throat> um, yeah, and then, okay, so quick, and you may have seen this, but I'll ask anyway. Who? What team do you think is in first place uncontested in the Big 12 right now? Anyone? Uh... Well, you started to say Iowa State, but I'll say Tech. No, is it Texas Tech? It's Texas Tech. It's, oh, okay. That was just – I just saw I was going to bring up they beat Oklahoma in Norman. Yeah. Oh, what is going on with Oklahoma? They were a they were a, a, a preseason kind of a sleeper pick. Now, again, they're, they're ranked 11th. They're probably going to drop, but they've now lost convincingly at, at home to Texas and then turn around to Texas Tech. Yeah. Uh, 
But um, and and speaking of Texas Tech, their old coach, the job he's done at Ole Miss. Now I know we boat raced them here, but yeah. Chris Beard going in there yesterday and beating A and M and beating the the buzzsaw. I, I I just I did not see that. They were a seven and a half point underdog, and I saw a lot of people. Listen, Vegas cleaned up on that because I saw a lot of people that were like, oh, lock of the year, oh, blah, blah, you know, they're they're <laughs> yeah. all over A&M. Uh, but that was impressive. Yeah, definitely. Um, More so than those gaudy uniforms, though, that they were wearing. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, that was rough. I don't know. But we got we got somebody wanting to talk to us, I think, Clonny. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's go to the phones. We'll open it up, and uh, we'd love to hear from uh, as many of you that uh, that you would like in this two hours at five four six eighty two hundred. And let's welcome in our first caller. How you doing, clone? How are you, Titans, Bill? I'm doing Good to hear wonderful, from buddy. You, buddy. Yeah, where you been? Well, um, well, I've I've been I've been around. Okay. See you around, Donut. Hey, uh, yeah. so uh, your thoughts, uh, Callahan from uh, from Cincinnati, you're hoping maybe he can bring his brother Tommy and from the auto parts, uh, bring him on as like quality control? I'll tell you what, you know, first of all, that was an A1 quality hire by both uh, Amy Adams, Strunk, and... Uh, Ran Carthon, and I'm going to give both of them an A plus for, well, for that for that hire. Uh, listen, in the industry, a lot of people think highly of him, so we yeah. we we shall see. Um, you know, number one, when you're a pass passing game coordinator, or as Butch Jones, your boy Butch Jones, would like to say, uh, throw game uh, coordinator. You know, run, pass blocking is part of that, and uh, yeah. I will say with the with the Bengals, that was uh, that was a little lacking the last two years to protect that. Uh, now, some of that is you know they just arguably they didn't didn't draft as well. Uh, has all the weapons around him, and I know he got hurt in kind of a fluke situation in training camp this year. Uh, did Joe Burrow, but. Um, yeah, listen, very, very solid offensive mind. I think certainly, you know, Ben Johnson from the Lions is, the, is at the top of that list. Um, I would certainly rate him, a, you know, a, a step ahead, only because I don't think the Lions have uh, – the Lions have a really good offensive line, I will say that. And that I've been saying it all along. If you've got a good offensive line and you've got solid pieces – uh, but I still think the Bengals have more offensive weapons overall. Uh, I don't think anybody would argue. As much as I love uh, Amon Ra St. Brown, uh, I believe I would still take Jamar Chase uh, in a franchise uh, and a T. Higgins over what uh, the Lions have. And I think the, the, the running back situation is pretty much a push. Um, but I, I think – He's a he's an up and comer. He's a he's a guy that a lot of people think highly of. Um, you know, as do they think of like uh, Zach Johnson from the Rams, who's going to join Raheem Morris on his staff in uh, in Atlanta. So what you're telling me, Titans, Bill, is you're you're not upset at all that Bill Belichick did not land in uh, in Nashville. I'm not one bit upset with it. 
I happen to like some. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be either. And uh, I, you know, so also I believe that that look for him to be the net. Look for him to be the next offensive coordinator for Titans. Who? I believe, you broke up, Titans, Bill. Yeah, we lost you for a second. What would you say? I said that offensive. Okay. I got you on speaker, buddy. Can you uh, hear me? Yeah, we yes, got we you can. Now. Uh, who did you say? Stay in the kitchen. Offensive coordinator. The, the the one that's with the Raiders. I believe he's going to be the next offensive coordinator for the Titans. Hmm. Um, I interview him on Monday. Okay. Well, I have not. Uh, I I haven't dove into that. I don't really know. Um, but uh, you know, I I don't know. Uh, that is a division that you better listen. You better accept one or you know, at least one thing. This is a this is a two year deal for you guys to be legitimate like getting back at the top to the top of that division because I think I think if I had to rate it right now based on what I've seen out of the quarterbacks and I would clearly put Houston ahead of even Jacksonville um, something with Trevor Lawrence just is not he's not developed and processed and he's making a lot of mistakes um, even though I love Doug Peterson but I would think right now it's it's clearly, you know, you're all fourth looking up at, I think, the Colts and are really close to Jacksonville. But I think Houston, especially with their – Houston has an amazing amount of cap space, too, coming into this year. I mean, they may be, they may be adding a, somebody like a Mike Evans or, you know, another defensive player, impact player. Uh, you got a mountain to climb, Titans, Bill, and uh, hopefully you guys will um, – well, and, and I'll say this. I'll give you this. I think we're re- we're finally going to get to see uh, Rand Carthan, Carthon be able to actually shop for the groceries and do what he wants to do because because Vrabel had a little bit of that control and that's where those guys were butting you know heads. Yeah, and that's what cost that's what costed him his job. It wasn't much Rand Carthon that got rid of him. It was more Amy Adams Strunk. Well, she, he disrupted yeah. her the wrong way. Yeah. Well, and you know, you hire a, you bring a guy in, and you give him a big fat salary, and a guy who has a proven all the way up through the scouting ranks. He was very well respected, and then he was hired there uh, by John Lynch and brought in, and was a part of that. Was instrumental in building that roster up um, in in San Francisco. You know, you got to give him a chance. And I listen. I think Vrabel is is a very underrated. I think he's a very solid coach. But a lot of these old school guys that you know he played for Belichick. Belichick wants total control. I think that's a clear reason why people have sort of his that smell. It, there's a little bit of a stench with Belichick because he he doesn't want to he doesn't want to work with the, these younger draft-minded guys. And if you go and look at Belichick all the way back the last seven, eight years, his drafting has been horrible. But he can he can develop defensive guys. He can put a system in play, and he, and he clearly can't evaluate and, and, uh, and draft a quarterback. So, uh, anyways, Bob wanted to uh, – no, I was just 
Nah, I just think before we go to break, I, th- I think you're right about Belichick. The one thing I'll say is that um, what we're seeing, it's kind of surprising to me, but now that you've seen some of the other hires across the NFL, they're definitely trying to take a page, in my opinion, out of the whole locker room culture piece to mm-hmm. seeing what Dan yeah. Campbell's done at Detroit. Yeah, Belichick, it's real. It's well chronicled. He did, he couldn't get along with maybe the greatest player of all time, and Tom yep. Brady didn't get along with his owner. Wants to bring in all of his staff. It's a control thing, and I think the NFL's kind of these franchises are like, man, we're not ready for that right now. So um, it was a surprise to me at first, but the more I think about it and process it, I'm kind of understanding it now. Yeah. So, Titans, Bill. Anything else before we get our first break here? We'll we'll let you. Uh, I know you've got a prediction there for. Uh, I know you're hoping for Taylor. The you being a Swifty, you're you're pulling for the Chiefs. I am not. A, I am not a big Taylor Swift fan. I'll tell you, Carol Burnett could outperform Taylor Swift. Dear Lord. Mm. Okay. Well. All right. Well, uh, she's a ten times better performer than Taylor yeah, Swift. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right, man. Well, listen. We have got to go into our first break. Glad you're doing okay. Good to hear from you. And and again, I I will uh, I will lean with you and say that uh, Callahan is was a nice hire and was certainly evaluated uh, by a guy who I think really knows football in Carthon and uh, in Carthan Carthon you trust and hopefully it'll uh, he'll bring Tommy along and the and he'll you know bring some quality control there uh, from his uh, history of working in the auto parts industry. All right. Uh, yeah, go hey, ahead. Hey, okay, when we come back from break, I do want to get back to Tennessee basketball a little bit, and I'm going to pose something to both you and Aaron, and that is okay. think about this over the break, and any listeners, feel free to chime in too. Dalton Connect, best SEC player since dot, dot, dot. Who who would be the, the – you know, we don't answer that now. That's when we come back. But I think that's an interesting exercise. I was doing it with some other guys last night, and um, I, it's it's. I'm, I'm telling you, he's in. He's oh, in yeah. verified air for sure. And I will say this, and, I'll, and I know we're going uh, going to break. Best player, and I see. I've seen a lot of this floated out on uh, Vol Twitter. Best player, you know, even better than uh, Tony White, or you know, uh, Bernard King. All this, I would put a category together: best scorer before I would put best player. But I think there's the argument is made when you when you consistently score that many points. Um, you know, scoring is 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 a key element of being considered one of the best. So I get it. Uh, but I see a lot of people saying, you know, Bernard King could not only score, but the dude was a rebounding like freak. <clears throat> um and connects not I, you couldn't really say, well, Connect's a better defender because I was about to say I, his defensive game it, lacks a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But so I, that's the only thing I can be critical of um, so far. You know, best shooter clearly is Chris Lofton. Uh, I mean, you could make the argument best scorer still might be in you know Tony White, but you know those guys don't rebound. Connect can rebound a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's a it's a fair it's a really good argument. Be something good to to uh, chew on and discuss right after this break. Fleet Tire over at 111 East Woodland Avenue making it possible here in this uh, first hour. We'll come back with more Neutral Zone right after this. Making a better vodka soda ain't rocket science. You just got to start with a better vodka. 
And then voila, you get a white claw vodka soda. Your taste buds are about to get a PhD in deliciousness. JB Smooth only drinks vodka soda made with the world's smoothest vodka. Try the all-new White Claw Vodka Soda. Pick up a variety pack of their four delicious flavors. Only 100 calories, 4.5% alcohol, and 2 grams of sugar. White Claw Vodka Soda. Please drink responsibly. Are you ready to elevate your driving experience? Then you need to head over to your hometown dealership, Parkside Kia, home of the lifetime warranty. Discover the latest Kia cars and SUVs where technology meets style. Our friendly staff is here to make your car buying experience a breeze. Don't wait. Visit Parkside Kia today and drive home in the Kia of your dreams. Check them out online at parksidekia.com and visit their showroom at 9929 Parkside Drive. Parkside Kia, where your journey begins. Rogers Utility Solutions, a division of Rogers Hydrant Service, is a family-run Tennessee-based business since 2015. Now serving municipalities and residences in 14 states, Rogers offers fire hydrant flow testing, distribution flushing, and maintenance programs in accordance with ISO standards. Rogers also offers hydrant repair and installation, and they have the capability of repairing hydrants under pressure. For more information on Rogers' new sewer maintenance program, complete with mapping, cleaning, and camera inspecting, visit rogershydrantservice.com. Ever been the coach who realized the team's gear just wasn't up to par? Well, if I'm being honest, that was me. Just a downright irresponsible and plain bad coach. Then, SM Athletics changed the game. I want you to picture this. I walk into their store, a coach with a vision. SM Athletics didn't just see a coach. They saw a team's potential. And they delivered custom uniforms so striking. Our team's spirit soared. From cutting-edge apparel to top-notch equipment, SM Athletics transformed our presence. No more unreliable online orders or envying the other team's style. SM Athletics stands for quality, design, and on-time delivery every time. Coaches, elevate your team with SM Athletics. Call 865. 966-3434 or visit smathletics.com. Get the best for your team. Delivered right and on time. So, elevate your team's game by contacting SM Athletics today. They are our love bugs and companions. They are our pets, our family, and they make life better. When we face unexpected challenges, so do our pets. That's why we're on a mission to support people and their pets. Whether donating a bag of kibble, sharing an Instagram post of a lost cat, or welcoming a foster pet into your home, every bit of kindness counts. Visit petsandpeopletogether.org to learn how to be a helper in your community. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Welcome back in the neutral zone. Fleet Tire 111 East Woodland Avenue is your tire destination. They'll take care of all your tire and auto needs. Check them out over off of Woodland. Go east, and you'll see them right there at the first red light, right across from the old timeout deli. So Bob brings up a uh, a really fascinating question, um, and I'm going to say two um there's a few that kind of come to mind um so we're saying name the best we're watching dalton connect do like special things yes some of the moves he made last night there was one where 
I was convinced he was going to try to posterize this dude. Mm-hmm. If you know, remember which play I'm talking about. And then yeah. he, he couldn't get there, but he yeah. improvised in midair. And oh, I know. This, I mean, it's it's like it's enjoy it, man, because it's it, it's going to come oh. and go very quickly. But the question was, there's almost no doubt in our mind that he is the best player in the SEC. Could be the national player of the yep. year. But let's go a little further. And not isolate it to Tennessee. Could he be? He's the best SEC player since who, in your opinion? And I've got mine, but I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts first. Wow, um, I'm, I'm go going ahead. since Anthony Davis. Uh, yeah, he was another one that came to mind a minute ago. Yeah, that's the man. Yeah, yeah. that's what I had to. And 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 I would even say. If John Wall did not play with an Anthony yeah. Davis, we might have seen a guy. He's capable, obviously, clearly capable of scoring, you know, I much just, more points. There hasn't been a guy that has impacted his own team and the league as much as Connect is right now since Anthony Davis, probably. Yeah. And, and I agree. That was my guy, Aaron. I, I think that um, if you think back to this, too, because one thing I've been struck by with Anthony Davis is how much of an offensive game he developed in the NBA. Yeah. Because he, he wasn't as big an offensive threat in college. but And he didn't have a three-point shot in right. college at all. And he, 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 he still doesn't much now, but it's it's – significantly different right and he but he what i remember and that team won the national title right i mean he did so many things he did so many things defensively yeah he did that i mean rim protector i mean he was so long he he was truly a game changer and that's his game and connects are entirely different but that's what i feel about connects impact with tennessee it's Mm -hmm. similar to that yeah um yeah no question uh especially with how much on national televised games, like even just this year. I mean, he has – he's elevated even on the road. And now you look at what he's done in the SEC, um, the amount of points. That the, the first one I was just telling Bob uh, during the break uh, was Corliss Williamson. I believe it was a big nasty, what they called him. Yeah. But he averaged 20 points and almost eight rebounds uh, – and if you'll remember, they had just came into the league. Yeah, 90, it, 92. Yeah, and remember. first year. Yeah, 40 minutes of hell. And they come in there with uh, Todd Day and was it Lee Mayberry? Uh, yes. And Allen Houston. Uh, and listen, Allen Houston was a hell of a player. I yeah, mean, I'm not just putting on the orange glasses, but, you know, you could you can name a lot of them. Chris Jackson, uh, uh, which, you know, Mahmoud Abdul-Rayoff or whatever. Raouf. I, I'd love to hear – Yeah, Raouf. I'd love to hear uh, – and I know our one of our resident listeners, TR, would have, you know, <laughs> would have some say in it. Because, But I, I respect a lot of his, you know, his UT tradition and knowledge. Um, if he wants to jump in, any any of you guys that like to jump in, 546-8200 um, – but, but but Williamson was one of the guys. But I, I I I would say that his name. I thought of his name right away, and I was thinking. But you know, Kentucky's teams were so talented. But you're right. It, it, Davis impacted the game so much. Uh, and again, the ball's not in his hands as much as a guy like Connect. But that's what I think. That's that's what's got to elevate Connect even more. Is that he he's not a point guard, and he he demands the ball he brings it up a lot of times too 
um, because he is so capable. Man, I tell you, I, just NBA scouts, and you know, you, you guys know we we have an NBA scout here in 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 town and uh, that lives here, um, and Mari Hanks, and uh, you know, I, I've I've talked to several people, uh, including NBA scouts, and that have said, look, he's he's clearly a guy that you know he'll be a liability defensively on that in at the next level but they'll take that you know he's he's potential 20 20 points if you look at his game versus Tyler Hero Tyler Hero's averaging about almost 20 points a game yeah and in an offensive in a system that's very structured now I was really big on them getting Terry Rozier in the trade the other day, but but they've lost six or seven straight. <laughs> Miami doesn't look like a Spolstra team. I know it's about as much NBA talk I'll I'll throw at you, but um, that my point being is that uh, he could probably be somewhere like in a Paul Westville uh, offense or something like that, averaging twenty five a game. And I think connect, depending on where he goes, I think he can be in you know seventeen to twenty point scorer on that level. He's that kind of player. Yeah, I I'm gonna go back for fifteen seconds when you talked about Chris Jackson. It made me smile because I got to tell you back when I watched him because I I he kind of came out of nowhere for me mm-hmm. and. At that point in time, yeah, that's 30 years ago, he was, to me, the best college basketball player I'd ever seen. That's how that's how impactful he was. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that's a great pull there. But um, <clears throat> Connect, the one thing I would say, too, is uh, and there's a guy, Jordan Moore, who I know, and if you don't follow him, you should. He's, um, he's a statistical guru guy. He's mm-hmm. very, very sharp. And he just posted this about a half hour ago, and this is about Connect. He wrote, when a guy shoots um, 100% at the rim, 66.7% in the paint, and 43% from three, what are you supposed to do to defend that? And then he wrote, (laughs) Connect is a cheat code. And I'll take it a step further and say, you know, because I know there's all sorts of arguments right now. I I would love to see him get National Player of the Year. The truth is, I think that's going to be hard for him to do. I think Edie's probably going to get it again. And then yeah, there's yeah, that, yeah. I there's think that so. whole argument of he's seven foot four. Um, as my my guy John Reed on our morning show on during the week calls him a circus freak. Um, <laughs> yes, he's but he's he's likely going to win. I will say this because there's a lot of comparison. Like, hey, connects a better basketball player overall. Probably true. I would say this: If Connect was six ten or six eleven, there would be conversations and comparisons with him to the all time NBA greats. I really believe that. Yeah, I think the fact that he's six six does him a little disservice. Yeah. for the NBA game, that doesn't mean he can't succeed and he will get drafted high. Right. But I really think that if he was a little taller, a little longer, the conversation would shift considerably to a one that's already a really yeah. good one. And I think to to pinpoint what Bob's question, he he really you know he stressed best player in the SEC since. So when you think about that, my my first was I was just reading. I thought, oh, I, you know, okay, maybe it's orange colored glasses, but I I still think Bernard King is the best player to play in the SEC. I was only five years old. I was four, five, six years old during that time. I'm just going back. I'm I'm looking at what I you know the the level of play that he played. He won. He led the SEC not only in scoring but rebounding two years. And you're talking 26 points a game and 14 rebounds averaging a game. Yes, you can make the clear argument without much 
uh, pushback from me or really any of us in here in the panel that the level of athleticism and, and you know, he probably doesn't average 14 rebounds a game versus today's athletes. Um, but, yeah, if you're when you're when you're stating, you know, since you got to really think. And I think Aaron nailed it, and obviously it was, you know, he wins the uh, the chicken dinner because, you know, he rang the bell. You you were obviously – that was your guy, was Anthony Davis. So you both – and even though I thought, of, I thought of him, I was thinking, okay, Barkley and Corliss Williamson. I didn't want to go all the way back, but I, I would still <laughs> say Bernard based on what yeah. he did. Now, I'm going to throw a, a, a little bit – and maybe this is just a homer in me in, in, in UT – what player, a guy that you could arguably say was probably top 10, uh, still on most people's top 10 list in Dell Ellis? Yeah. Has there ever been a player? Think about this, because, Bob, you, you, you both of you guys have, have followed some NBA through, through the years. Tell me a player that on the college level, who was fantastic, but developed, like, even more so in the NBA. NBA – he knew he could not play with his back to the basket. Now he could, he could, you know, spot. He could, you know, post some guys, some smaller guys. But to be a bigger, you know, a, a, be a three, and for him to be able to develop that long range shot that he did, I, that was to me. That's that's still one of the more fascinating uh, transitions of their skill set going to that next level. Uh, to me, I, I I don't I can't off the top of my head I can't think of a guy who clearly played with his back to the basket in college about eighty five percent of the time, and he developed a long range and not only that that's just Grant, one of the, that's what Grant tried to do but he yeah. still can't figure his shot out yeah and that's NBA. true I that's mean, true he had he had one good playoff run and he hasn't done anything since then yeah you really started thinking <laughs> man so, this this kid's kind he was, of a, he was going to get a huge contract and then yeah I mean the the scouts pretty much all saw what we're saying now. Yeah, he, he just doesn't have the as much of an NBA game as we thought he probably would. And if you guys have a have someone on your list that uh, uh, to Bob to Bob's question there again, uh, Dalton Connect is the best SEC basketball player since you fill in the blank five four six eighty two hundred. We'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Um, you know, I, I'll say this, and when we get another break here, and then we'll come right back with more on this. Certainly on uh, the rest of uh, college basketball, I think uh, some big games this week we still haven't talking about talked about. Uh, also, I, I want to touch on something in recruiting, and uh, I posted something on Twitter earlier this week, and and boy, I I don't like to like pat myself on the back. You know, that's not my style, but uh, I tell you what. Uh, Tennessee has a brand new recruiter in the football department, and I, I think you guys know who it is. Um, he's not on salary per se. He will be. He will be. He will be. Uh, He'll be on next, our salary next year. Exactly. Uh, we'll break that down. I'll t- a little teaser there, but um, we'll we'll touch on that on the other side. Tennessee football recruiting is looking up, and uh, we will be back, and we'll discuss that more right here in Neutral Zone. Fan Run Radio, right after this. White Claw is taking hard seltzer to new heights with White Claw Surge. At 8% alcohol, White Claw Surge is a stronger wave of refreshment that doesn't compromise on taste. 
Available in four bold waves of flavor like ripe blackberry, citrusy blood orange, zesty natural lime, and tart cranberry. Check out your favorite retailer in-store and online for the White Claw Surge Variety 12-pack and 16-ounce single-serve cans. White Claw Surge, please drink responsibly. Is your home's exterior in need of a makeover? If so, it's time to call North Knox Siding and Windows. Transform your home's curb appeal with premium siding options. From classic to modern styles, they've got something to suit every taste. Upgrade to energy-efficient windows that'll keep your home comfortable all year round while saving you money on your energy bills. North Knox Siding and Windows, get ready to fall in love with your home all over again. Online at North Knox Siding and Windows, are you ready to elevate your driving experience? Then you need to head over to your hometown dealership, Parkside Kia, home of the lifetime warranty. Discover the latest Kia cars and SUVs where technology meets style. Our friendly staff is here to make your car buying experience a breeze. Don't wait. Visit Parkside Kia today and drive home in the Kia of your dreams. Check them out online at parksidekia.com and visit their showroom at 9929 Parkside Drive. Parkside Kia, where your journey begins. Are you tired of looking at that piece of furniture that is wore down, but you don't want to get rid of it? Go see our friends at Sun Upholstery and Fabric. Locally and family owned and operated with over 67 years of combined experience. Located at 8913 Oak Ridge Highway. Give them a call today at 865-237-3272 or visit them online at fabricsun.com. That's fabricsun.com and be sure to tell Stan that you heard about him right here on Fan Run Radio. Are you ready to make your dream home a reality? Hi, I'm Bo Kregner, and here at the Kregner Group at Realty Executives, we know that finding the perfect home is more than just a transaction. It's about finding your sanctuary, your future, your happiness. Our team is dedicated to guiding you every step of the way, ensuring a smooth and stress-free journey towards home ownership. Whether you're buying, selling, or investing, we're here to help. Call me anytime at 865-742-1035 or just visit us online at bonoshouses.com. Rogers Utility Solutions, a division of Rogers Hydrant Service, is a family-run Tennessee-based business since 2015. Now serving municipalities and residences in 14 states, Rogers offers fire hydrant flow testing, distribution flushing, and maintenance programs in accordance with ISO standards. Rogers also offers hydrant repair and installation, and they have the capability of repairing hydrants under pressure. For more information on Rogers new sewer maintenance program complete with mapping cleaning and camera inspecting visit rogershydrantservice.com All right, welcome back. Uh, we'll get a uh, short break in here before halftime as uh, our man Aaron Burkos back here with the controls. He, uh, he says the band is getting down near the field or near the court here, and we'll, uh, we'll be uh, letting them do their thing here at halftime. A brief halftime, and then we'll have second half here in the neutral zone. Breaking down some NFL. Great games today. Should be. Um, I, I, I want to – I'm going to – touch on those here in just a little bit in the second hour but uh you know chiefs at uh ravens three o'clock and then uh 6 lines at 49ers is there anybody I, in this country that's not pulling for baltimore outside of kansas city missouri 
I can't think of anyone. Uh, my wife. And, well, and, yeah. And, who's and, now, a, you know, because she's Swifties. a Swifties. Besides yeah. the Swifties yes. and Kansas City, Missouri, is there anybody not pulling for Lamar Jackson? I know one person that took Kansas City to win the Super Bowl when the playoffs started. And listen, they were kind of, I wouldn't say they were leaking oil like the Dolphins were coming in the playoffs, but they just, you, you, you had so many question marks with their receivers. And hey, you know what? To this point, They've the receivers have kind of stepped up and yeah. uh, for Kansas City, uh, but you know looking back at that Buffalo game, I mean, geez, uh, Buffalo. I, I mean, how many Buffalo L? Uh, how many how many times are they going to be so close? And you know, I don't know that you can put it directly on uh, Josh. Allen. You know, Josh Allen, but uh, man, I just you know, I, I listen. I said it. I said it, I think some teams that could have drastically, I mean, like massively benefited from a trade to have acquired uh, Derrick Henry and be a finisher down there. I thought Dallas, for one, would have been. You should have made the move before the deadline this year. You clearly would have seen uh, that team was was like, I mean, Sparks and, you know, I mean, they were just – the, the Titans had no let, chance. Let the Cowboys keep sucking and Jerry Jones cry. Yeah, I will. Well, it. uh, it's yeah, one of the most beautiful uh, videos we, I've ever seen. We we think uh, we've got the coach in place to take us there. I still can't believe <laughs> that he brought that fullback. <laughs> I, man, I'm telling you. If, I if can't you, believe it. You know the backstory on that. Like, the guy who convinced him, uh, Jay, the, the reporter that was always for Fox, uh, uh Oh, uh, he's big MMA guy yeah. too. He's, uh, Jay, I can't think of his name. Glazer. Glazer. Glazer yes. Yeah. Listen, I, I, I have read that on numerous uh, articles that reported that he legit, like Jerry, Jerry's connected to him. He's the one reporter that is allowed to stand, uh, go up in his tower with him during training camp, and has that connection with Jerry. Um, you know, sort of like our very own Chris Lowe here locally. He's kind of the close contact to, to Saban. Who, by the way, did you guys see the uh, the video uh, surfaced? Uh, it, no. You, 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 got, you, caught the, you caught the pun there with the surf <laughs> with him uh, on the surfboard uh, down in Florida. Nope, wow. I missed Yeah, it. apparently his, uh, I guess his daughter dropped it. And I think Barstool uh posted it and people are like yeah we need more of this and you know of course he gets he gets like falls off the surfboard and just kind of like starts you know like <laughs> it's pretty impressive though. yeah 72. yeah to, to be on a surfboard yeah, yeah i thought that that is pretty impressive uh anyways uh we talk it all here man uh you know <laughs> yeah. hey back, so back to the kansas city buffalo game too because i am i'm with you aaron i uh i'm just so yeah there's never been a team these old Patriots teams that had Brady just made me furious. There's never been a team that makes me just want to vomit every time right. I see them. Yeah, no. I am so damn tired of the Peacock games, all this Jason Kelsey and it's, Taylor Swift crap that they keep yeah. feeding to me. It's I don't brilliant want it. by the NFL, but, but I'm, I'm so great. over it. It's I a great so money grab for them. Yes. They're making – yeah, hand, money hand over fist, but I'm just furiously sick of it. No, I agree. The one thing I was going to say about the game itself today is 
Um, and I agree with you, Cloney. Last week, um, in particular, I felt Kansas City offensively looked more dialed in than they had been in a long, long time. Receivers were doing their part. Pacheco's running angry. Yep. Um, but if you think about their two playoff wins, Miami and Buffalo, they played against defenses that were significantly banged up. Okay. Yeah. Really hurt. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Baltimore is pretty close to full strength defensively. Uh, I don't think they've yep. faced a defense the likes of that I in don't a either. while. So that's why I think that's the difference today. I I, I agree, and I'm going to share a little something I saw uh, someone post, and even I think you uh, you've seen some of his work. The uh, the guy who used to work he. I don't think it was with Circa Sports, but I'm going to give you a little nugget on there. And I'm not telling you this is why I'm specifically thinking that uh, the Ravens are going to win this game. There's a lot of people, sharp money in the industry, that seem to think that it might not even be close. And I'm going to share something with you as to why I've seen that. Uh, But first and foremost, this is, listen, the NFL, and I, I brought this up with you guys earlier in the week. If you don't think that they're totally invested in getting those Swifties in front of the TV two Sundays from now, you're you're totally naive. Don't fool yourself. The NFL assigned referee Sean Smith to the Chiefs-Ravens game, who just so happens to give road teams, when I say massive, I mean massive, and a massive advantage every time he's on the field. There's been, I believe, 14 weeks. They looked at 14 weeks in the in that scenario this year. The penalties are they're not quite four to one, but they're like three and a half to one uh, penalties called against the home team. Now you tell me, you think John Harbaugh? You think Baltimore's happy with that? I mean, I know they're trying to say, hey, look, we're going to be focused here. We have to keep a game plan in mind. We got the league MVP. Uh, Yes, we're going up against that guy, Um, you know, uh, which is why I've always said, look, what were we talking about maybe two, three years ago? Wow, man, Cincinnati's so close. Hot young quarterback. He's the guy. Great offense. Solid offensive mind, pretty solid defense. This team's got a chance to go on a run and win a couple Super Bowls. Man, here we are two, three years later, and I know he was hurt this year. They're about to possibly lose T. Higgins. He might get franchise tagged. Next year, they lose more than likely. They've got their guy in Young, the running back out of of, uh, Illinois from last year. He's a spark plug, and they're probably losing Joe Mixon. Guys, my, my point of this is, is you can think that you're right there, like knocking on the door, and you had it almost kicked in. It's man, it's so hard to get back. Yep, it yep. is so hard, unless, unless you go back the last twelve years, Tom Brady, yep, and the guy playing today, number fifteen, Mahomes. How many, how many AFC Championship games in a row now? Six. I mean, yeah. Thank you. Um, and it pains me. <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, it pains it a Raider fan. It pains both of us, dog. It pains a Bronco it's, it's, fan. It's the worst. And now it pains about. It is the worst thing that I could possibly watch as. Yep. I mean, but, no offense to you. It'd probably be worse if it was the Broncos. But, <laughs> I, I get it, man. But, I get it. But the Chiefs, it just makes me sick. 
It just makes it look like, man, they're not even trying to hide it, the NFL. They're not. And that's why that's why it's, in the last two years, three years, I've become much more disinterested in the NFL. <laughs> I mean, I just picture. Just because things are so set in stone of who's going to be there I, and who's not. For a lot of things. Yeah. You can, you can take it to the damn bank that the Chiefs are going to be in the AFC Championship game pretty much every year till Mahomes retires. Yeah, it seems I mean, like. and until you know, people get bored of him, yeah, that's pretty I, much how it's going to be. I mean, I, I I could break this down, and it would it, it's literally staggering what Sean Smith, the amount of flags that they call. I would understand it's, if it's yeah. one week or maybe you had a two week uh, script or you had two weeks of work a resume, but when you're talking about you, it, it's it's really staggering. When I look at this, and it is, uh, and then you've got the biggest Homer, Homer ref, uh, in the 49ers doing, game. doing the 49ers game. Homer, <laughs> I stress Homer in, uh, in, uh, doing the Kansas City. So he's, it's benefiting them. The one thing I would say to that, that I think the NFL, listen, certainly, I guess you could say San Francisco, probably has more fans, maybe more eyeballs across the country than Detroit. But right now, man, Detroit is, to me, that's kind of America's team. Everybody's kind of pulling for them. Hey, either way, I'm pulling for the NFC champion because I hate both the AFC teams. I do, too. I, I think Lamar would Ravens be a, guy. I'm not either. And, I, you know, I, I, I think – I want him to win today, but I'm not a Ravens guy. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, – Man, I tell you, it's it's going to be interesting. I have got a couple of props. We'll we'll dive into those uh, in the second hour. But uh, I definitely thought that that was um, that was an interesting nugget that they put. Um, oh, I think uh, Richard G. West has some breaking news. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Vanderbilt AD Candace Story Lee has informed Jerry Stackhouse he will be fired by the end of the season. If his win record does not improve, Stackhouse has gone winless in SEC play this year so far, and still has a brutal schedule ahead of him. He is currently six. <laughs> I mean, the sad thing is, is that's not even going to stick with people because nobody gives a damn about Vanderbilt nope. basketball. Now, well, he probably is going to lose his job. Oh, but yeah, 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 yeah. More than likely. Yeah, yeah but uh, but yeah. Sharpest dressed. Man on the sideline since obviously Jay Wright. Yeah. yeah I mean, other than having to see his ears on the yeah on the TV, that's all I could focus on yesterday. They just get shots of Stackhouse from behind, and all you can see is his ears just popping out the entire game. He, he, his best dress thing's a different vibe, though. He almost comes off like TV evangelist looking. Yeah, sometimes yeah, too, definitely does. You know, so. <laughs> he comes off as how Rick Barnes used to dress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's pretty in funny the, in the Clemson days. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and of course, uh, Kadarius Tony ruled out, uh, maybe he won't drop, you know, he won't drop anything there as a Aaron, I sent you that. So we'll see if, uh, see if that, uh, also, if that relate, if you just, and I, we'll, we'll dig into NFL in the next hour, but, um, I don't know if you saw, they, they're saying that Detroit has announced they're, they're teeing up a contract extension for Jared Goff, no matter the outcome of today. So I say that because again, our guy Hendon's up there, and he could be still a good backup. But yeah. they're not clearing the runways for Hendon either. No. I mean, and, no. and they shouldn't. Goff is playing great. Honestly, yes. uh, this it, has it, been what his probably his best season in his entire career so far. Yeah, 
definitely. Yeah, and 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 again, I, look, I, I I say, and as we go into the the halftime break here, this is a guy that has yet to really play nearly as efficient and as solid with the football. In fact, I I think he'll throw a pick today. I think you can get that for like minus one ten. Um, I will be playing that on underdog, which is a uh, very interesting. It's more props and stats based. Um, but uh, I, I, listen, I have some some plays that I really like. But I think the biggest thing, the biggest eye-opening statistical advantage that I see here is I would be stunned if Purdy doesn't bounce back today and play much better in that weather. And Brandon Ayuk, I'm just going to tell you right now, at least Brandon Ayuk is going to eat. Uh, big time number one wide receivers against Detroit all year yeah. have just torched them. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if Kittle gets a touchdown today too. We'll get a break, halftime break. We'll let the band come in for a second, pay some bills. We'll come back with more neutral zone right after these messages on Fan Run Radio. Ever been the coach who realized the team's gear just wasn't up to par? Well, if I'm being honest, that was me. Just a downright irresponsible and plain bad coach. Then, SM Athletics changed the game. I want you to picture this. I walk into their store, a coach with a vision. SM Athletics didn't just see a coach. They saw a team's potential. And they delivered custom uniforms so striking. Our team's spirit soared. From cutting-edge apparel to top-notch equipment, SM Athletics transformed our presence. No more unreliable online orders or envying the other team's style. SM Athletics stands for quality, design, and on-time delivery every time. Coaches, elevate your team with SM Athletics. Call 865 966-3434 or visit smathletics.com. Get the best for your team. Delivered right and on time. So, elevate your team's game by contacting SM Athletics today. Are you in need of a smile makeover? Hi, I'm Dr. Michael Costa at Knoxville Smiles. And if you're ready to improve your smile, replace teeth that are missing, make your dentures tighter, add implants to your mouth, whatever you may need, we're here to discuss a wide range of easy, pain-free cosmetic and restorative procedures that can create a glowing, radiant smile that you've always dreamed of. Don't wait any longer. The time is now. Call us today at Knoxville Smiles and schedule your appointment at 865-539-1776 or go online to KnoxvilleSmiles.com. brand built in Tennessee and Born from the love of the game, Inward Half revolutionizes golfing comfort. Crafted by a former pro and dedicated enthusiast just like you, our luxury performance wear guarantees you stay cool and comfortable through every swing and every day. We're not just a brand. We've set out to create a lifestyle for those who understand that impeccable style and premium performance are a hole-in-one. Enjoy the walk-in with Inward Half. North Knox Siding and Windows, Knoxville's number one choice for all your home exterior projects. Folks, if you've got old siding, windows, paint peeling, looks crooked, damaged, that sort of thing, don't put off getting that thing fixed anymore. You don't want to be that guy in the neighborhood. Call North Knox Siding and Windows. They can take care of anything on the outside of your house. You want to replace an entry door, a patio door, whatever. They could do that. If you need new gutters or gutter protection, they do that too. You want to install a handrail, columns on the outside of your house, new shutters, garage doors, stonework. They do it all. If you need a new roof, these guys are the best in the business. Call them today. You can set up a free estimate. won't cost you a dime. 865 865- Six eight nine zero five zero five. You can go online to northknocksidingandwindows.com to look at pictures of their work and find out more 
about North Knox Siding and Windows. Tell them Fan Run sent you North Knox Siding and Windows. Welcome into the second hour of Neutral Zone. Fan Run Radio right here. We're getting you ready for NFL action. AFC-NFC Championships. Chiefs at Ravens, 3 o'clock. Lions at 49 or 630. Do we have, uh, I mean, which, so, which uh, game, I'm assuming it's going to be Chiefs and Ravens. We're going to have to deal with uh, Jim and... uh, Tony. Yeah. Tony. <laughs> gotta love it, Jim. <laughs> uh, you gotta love it, Jim. Well, at, at least we're not getting uh, some Collinsworth. Did, yeah. <laughs> Did I send you the, the latest Joey Molinero last week of uh, he was doing Jim Nance and, and Romo back and forth? Yes. Oh, my God. His his work, if you, yeah. Oh, my God. Joey Molinero is, he's phenomenal. He's getting better. Too. He really is. He's, uh, He's got some. Uh, he's got some crazy. And and in his in his Mahomes. Yeah, well, we were just looking to play. I mean, it's kind of like you were saying uh, yeah. that he nailed Mahomes. Oh, he did. I mean, it, it, so the the Sesame Street character. It almost um, uh, the cookie. Cookie, cookie yeah. It almost has. Well, well it's I mean, Kermit the Frog. No, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Co- it's Kermit the Frog. Cookie Monster's more like oh, Cookie. Cookie. Yeah, that's <laughs> more like this. Cookie Monster. That's right. Yeah, yeah that's you're right. He was I one of my first ones that I ever did was Cookie Monster. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! But uh, yeah, he's he's fantastic. And then he did one here just recently about uh, Saban retiring and and had Orgeron on there and that that Orgeron laugh. <laughs> his his best in the midst of all those coaches. Well, Saban was great. He also his his coach prime is top. T- top tier man. oh it's, it's like the, it's, maybe the best oh ever. that yeah that that one is uh, it's it's clearly amazing yeah uh 546 8200 if you have a great impersonation uh maybe you can impersonate uh one of us in here God. and uh <laughs> get on in here with us we'd love to hear from you um you know I, I touched on something and before we dive into some nfl we'll, we'll talk anything in the second hour uh we've been talking you know certainly how could you not talk about Tennessee basketball, Dalton Connect. Um, the uh, I've seen the block here yesterday that Adu had that led to that run out with uh, Connect. Uh, Tennessee posted that was a beautiful block. Um, clearly avoids the body and just uh, with his offhand blocks that a day uh, a day Adu is uh, is having a day uh, here lately. Uh, whenever he jumps on the basketball court and you know. I'm looking at uh, – I mentioned this when uh, George McIntyre, the five-star, number two-ranked quarterback prospect in the class of 2025, decided to stay home. Well, being a mid-state kid, but decided to come to Tennessee. 
I said it then, and already, you know, you've seen multiple recruiting outlets. You've seen respectable people in the recruiting uh, world already showing that the impact he's going to have. I said it the day he he signed, he dropped the video, the announcement. He would instantly be the top recruiter on that football staff, and that's you know you've got some you've got some dog recruiters over there. I'd like to see him be able to flip i'm not going to turn down any of these five-star wide receivers absolutely not but i'd love to see us flip Uh, there's a linebacker a defensive lineman that he's working on and if he can get those guys i'm telling you guys this this along with seeing what nico can do obviously and people start witnessing what a level uh, what a talent we already know he's a talent but what We'll see out of him. Even though this is a pretty brutal schedule this year, you're going to see this offense really open up, and especially into 25. But I'm telling you right now, this this could be huge. This McIntyre kid is so well-connected. A lot of these kids really like him. They want to play with him. This impact could be, like, massive when you talk about it from a recruiting. And I mean – Massive, just in the state of Tennessee. It, it the, the hotbed of talent that is in the mid-state and a little bit over into the western side of the state is some of the best, one of the best classes, the 25, that I can remember in Tennessee. Yeah, I think if you watch, if you, I'm sure you did, if you saw some of the video of him from his in-game highlights, I see a lot of what we like already about Nico in him. You know, mm-hmm. he's kind of long, and he's also he's he a couple of his you know clips on huddle. You could see some of his improvisational skills, where, where he does a spin move like you would see in a video game, and then kind of rolls out of the pocket, throws a dime to somebody. Yep. Um, and my point in all that is, we've got it feels like the quarterback room is in really good shape for at least four years, maybe yeah. five, depending yeah. on what happens with. Uh, with McIntyre and how long he would stay. But uh, so now if you've got that stabilized, it's like what you said, clone now build on these other areas of need and use the pull that these guys have. It's kind of like, you know, it's kind of that CJ Stroud effect. We're going to see it in the off season in the NFL players that want to go play with him. I think we're going to see some of that happening with Nico and now with McIntyre. Yeah. I think, I, I think it's a great position for the program to be in right now. Yeah, no question. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm looking at some of the guys that are we're that are least considering us now. And not only did he already flip a wide receiver away from Alabama, you've got a possible linebacker that's considering Georgia and Texas. Listen, right now, if you're winning guys that are talking to those schools, I'm all for it, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I, I would almost take an impact linebacker or a all world class prospect at in the secondary over two of these wide receivers. I agree. I would absolutely go after it. We got a call here. Uh, let's open up the phone lines. We'd love for you to to uh, follow them as well. Five four six eighty two hundred. We'll come right to you guys. Uh, welcome into Neutral Zone. Hey, 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 hey Cloney. Hey, what's up? <laughs> where, where, where's the Where's the the Legion of the Philly boycotters at the Legion Legion uh, that 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 vapor trail of uh, collars that Philly you know 
offsprings, <laughs> i.e., uh, one uh, Jacardio, not in Indonesia. <laughs> hey, 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 Cloney. Hey, 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 I need a Montana update. Hey. Yeah, man, we'd love to. I'd love to get a Montana update. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, hey, man, I got a connect to to piggyback on uh, Baskerville's, you know, assessment of hit Marshall Henderson, you know. As far as, you know, being able just to, you know, just go on a tear, dude. I mean, oh, man. plus they're both Caucasian, you know. Yeah, Mar- and boy, Marshall Henderson had a elite-level trash-talking game, too. Yes, he did. Um, I mean, I remember I was sitting, I had the good fortune, it was back in the Conzo era. That wasn't the good fortune, but um, <laughs> I, I sat relatively close to the Tennessee bench, and it was that game, I think it was, I don't know what year it was, but where Marshall Henderson, it was his first game in TBA. Oh, yeah. And he scored early in the game, scored a bucket, and was running by the Tennessee bench and yelled, I'm going to score 35 on y'all. And he got 32 <laughs> that night. I mean, he, he took Tennessee out of the game. But, I mean, oh, he man. was he was something else, man. Yep. Yeah, he was uh, – he was, yeah, he was, he was much CTV like uh, Connect is putting on, you know. I mean, and I before I thought of um, – Marshall Henderson and JC's Mighty Rebels. Oh, what you say? What you say, JC? How's it going down there? <laughs> what you say, Stan? How's it going down there? I hear you're in the beer industry like Boclonia. Won't you give us an update? Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, he called, he called into Bacilio. It's been a, I don't know, 10 years ago or less. You know, he's been, I think, uh, I remember last seeing JC in 2014 when we went to the Sweet 16 and got job when Jarnell Stokes got ch- called for a charge against Michigan. Oh, man. That's that's still yeah, painful. I was yeah, out at, uh, I was out at uh, – G-Spot? Out there in uh, – what you call – Rocky Hill at – Roosters. At, uh, Roosters. What's the name of the place, Roosters. man? You know, Roosters. You know the place, man. Roosters. Yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, Roosters. <laughs> Yeah, hey, call the place. Call the place. Call the place. I got. I got to jump up here and call Wilkerson. Hey man, call the place. Come on. God. <laughs> oh man, Tr. What? Uh, uh, so that would be your your guy. Uh, would you, from uh, the best overall player that you've seen? Again, I was only five, six years old seeing the Ernie Bernie show here. But everything I've seen, you know, my old man knew a lot about basketball and kind of grow up, growing up and, and just hearing the stories. And then I then I start seeing the video and everything. I mean, is Bernard King the best to ever play in the SEC, in your opinion? Or is there somebody else that I'm missing? I, you know, he's got to be right up there, man. You know, uh, Pistol Pete and oh, yeah. Dan Issel. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's been some uh, – a lot of great players, man. I mean, it's just, but yeah, you know, we kind of we we're biased. Bernard, yeah. you know, he was uh, he carried it over to the next level, you know, with the Knicks, especially <laughs> when that yeah. when that show got <laughs> ro- roaring, man. And you know, Ernie G, but his uh, supporting cast, uh, Johnny Darden, and, but but as a freshman, Rodney Woods, yes. But, <laughs> Ernie G. Yes. And uh, then his senior, junior year, before he declared hardship, you know, we had Reggie Johnson, and he was like, you know, he Johnson. could go outside like connect, and he could step out there, 
before the three-point line and bomb away. Richie Johnson, you know, but, yeah. It, and we had, yeah, we had backup point guards uh, back in, too, T.R. I mean, we we didn't have any issues again, at point guard. No, I was just saying, we, we, we had uh, coaches back in that uh, demanded uh, having two point guards, I mean. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, but I, before I thought of Marshall Henderson, I went back, you know, you know, I'm playing. I'm playing the race card. You know, connect his white boy. I said, uh, "What's it? Jason Williams at Florida?" Even though he's a much smaller. And I look. You know, Jason Williams. You know, was going to go follow Rick Barnes to Providence. Yeah. <laughs> but Barnes took the Clemson job, so he ended up following Billy D to Florida. Williams did, Jason Williams. But anyway, I, I thought that was interesting that Barnes was going to take a Jason Williams and his, you know, his uh, wild type of on and off the court, but he wouldn't take a Mac McClung. He I... wouldn't take a Mac McClung who grew up wanting to play for the Orange. He bled Orange. Yep. His sister played soccer over here. <laughs> All-American, you know. I mean, just hey, look at his last name. No, it's all over Mac Knoxville. Clung, no, no, no. Yeah. We don't. We don't need that. We don't need that. Now that was. I might have took you back in my wild hellion oh. days, but now I'm the deacon. I can't even wear orange. But you can't. You're not welcome here. Hey, uh, uh, hey, um, Tr. I think you could appreciate this because obviously you like the historical part of college basketball, but. Um, I, you know, I, there's a lot, of, I have a lot of ties to Purdue. I have family, went to Purdue, all this other stuff. However, I went to, where I went to school was Indiana State University. Obviously, Larry Bird was there. Sycamore. And, and I'll tell you what, I was watching, that is a sneaky, yes. good team. If you want to watch a team that's entertaining, yeah, are, they are. Watch this Indiana State team. They're going to be in the tournament. They are going to be dangerous in yeah. the tournament, too. I've, I've, I've and, started watching them after you. Pointed yeah. them out to And me. they're coached by uh, Josh Schertz, who was the guy that took Lincoln Memorial to all those yeah. finals at, okay. the, at the division. Is it Division mm-hmm. two level? Yeah, and yeah, you know, Bird come to mind with Connect, too. I mean, yeah. he can run the floor. I don't know if he can run the floor as good as Bird. Bird's a little bit taller than Connect, like 6'9", but uh, plus he could, you know, I don't know. Bird is just a freak, man. But yeah. Connect is a, is a freak, too, man. I yeah. Mean, he is. he is like, I mean, it's just, I mean, I, I just can't believe uh, you wouldn't let, you would try and steer Titans Bill away from, you know, just opening up. You know, you got to direct him to the NFL. <laughs> I mean, is that dude not, he can't even bring up the man of the hour for the last two or three weeks now. He don't even, is he even conscious enough to have a, you know, a, or say a couple words about the man of the hour. No, I don't think so, no. He'd rather talk about Tyler Swift for his hatred towards her. I have no I – ha, I, I love Carol Burnett. You know, I, I, that was my favorite show, but <laughs> I'm not even uh, – you know, oh, she's – I mean, Taylor Swift is okay. I mean, she's not bad to look at, but I don't – I don't. I don't like her music or nothing right. like that. But you know, whatever, man. But a, it's just. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's incredible, dude. I've got a great I show mean, idea. We got to get Tr and Titans Bill like a debate show with those guys <laughs> because yeah. Tr, you got some good. You got some good stuff. Here, yeah, man. man. Well, uh, I don't know, man. Maybe you can get uh, 
Coach Bars to wear some orange. When we play Kentucky, it'll be the only time you see uh, a deacon in orange. Only reason I'm saying this, man, if you do not represent your school colors every once in a while, the basketball gods are not going to are, are not going to be uh, friendly to you come March, man. If you can't get with the program and represent, we're going to be like in March uh, status quo, going home with our tail tucked between her legs. Go big horse! <laughs> well. <laughs> Never thought I'd hear two Carol Burnett mentions yeah, in this show in the when show. I was coming in today. It's like, good <laughs> Lord. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, wow. Well. Um, um, yeah, so Titansville needs to step up. And, and if Titansville, I, you know, I'm not sure if that's Aaron's uh, going to lift the uh, – you know, two calls in one show, uh, but um, but but uh, you know, if he if he does want to say something friendly, uh, he can call back and and share that with uh, with us. Uh, but be brief. Um, five four six eighty two hundred is the number, um, and uh, we got uh, we got a we got another call. Let's go right to it and. Uh, Let's see who uh, you might, who's you might not want to who's uh, wanting to uh, enter the neutral zone. Welcome in. It's me again, Crone. I'll tell you one person that could out me outdo Taylor Swift. Who? Trish Yearwood. Trisha Yearwood. And another one I could put on there, Miranda Lambert. Yeah, you like uh, Titansville's one thing I like. I mean, you you do you like them wholesome? You like them? Uh, you know. Uh, and I, I think you could. Uh, I think you could steal Trisha away from Garth. I believe they're divorced. Oh, are they? I didn't know that. Okay. I believe they are. Well, what I understand. I did not realize that. Uh, Titans Bill with a country weekly update here in the neutral zone. Titans Bill, quickly, quickly, give the man of the last twenty-four hours and this. Tennessee basketball program, some pop, some love, and uh, before we let you go. Okay, I'll tell you. Rick Barnes is a good coach when it comes to regular season. But in the playoff, but, you know, in the tournament, you know, in the big big show, he chokes. The big show. Well... I will say he's under underperformed, especially with some really, really good and even, you know, two NBA lottery picks while at the University of Texas. But let's like I said, let's see. Uh this team this team if they're locked in, as he likes to say, and if he'll if he'll wear a little more orange, I do believe the basketball gods will um will be there and and uh and maybe take our hand and and lead us to a final four final four is uh located where this year bob uh scottsdale scottsdale arizona tennessee volunteers so there you go titans bill uh tb we we appreciate you buddy anything last last word we got to get a break. Okay, if there's anybody that i know that's that's capable of bringing home the brass ring it isn't Rick Barnes. I, I am, 
I feel more confident that Tony Valls has a better chance of bringing home the brass ring than Rick Barnes or even Josh Heupel. Well, uh, I don't think a lot of people would agree with you based on the the level of recruiting and how close he's gotten. But you know, he's uh, he's you know he's he's got uh, the the bigger challenging piece to that whole baseball piece is you can sign amazing talent and maybe only get them one year and then they sign and you know and then they you know they go signed by an NFL team in the draft. So, uh, Titans Bill, we appreciate it. Uh, I won't disagree. There's a lot of love here for Tony Valls. Um, but I am, uh, I am all in this year. We've got to, we got to hope for the best and that this is the year that we can get to a final four. Uh, we do get a break. We'll get a quick break. We'll come back with, uh, some NFL talk. And, uh, if you want to talk some UT football recruiting, even, you know, if you want to call in and, um, and share some love for Rick Barnes and this UT basketball team, just like our very own, our favorite, uh, caller, uh, Titans bill, just did. Uh, felt like we had to kind of twist the arm a little bit, but uh, we'd love to have you. 546-8200, load them up. We'll come back with some more Neutral Zone right here on Fan Run Radio. Making a better vodka soda ain't rocket science. You just gotta start with a better vodka. And then voila, you get a white claw vodka soda. You will taste better. I'm about to get a PhD in deliciousness. JB Smooth only drinks vodka soda made with the world's smoothest vodka. Try the all-new White Claw Vodka Soda. Pick up a variety pack of their four delicious flavors. Only 100 calories, 4.5% alcohol, and 2 grams of sugar. White Claw Vodka Soda. Please drink responsibly. Are you ready to elevate your driving experience? Then you need to head over to your hometown dealership, Parkside Kia, home of the lifetime warranty. Discover the latest Kia cars and SUVs where technology meets style. Our friendly staff is here to make your car buying experience a breeze. Don't wait. Visit Parkside Kia today and drive home in the Kia of your dreams. Check them out online at parksidekia.com and visit their showroom at 9929 Parkside Drive. Parkside Kia, where your journey begins. Rogers Utility Solutions, a division of Rogers Hydrant Service, is a family-run Tennessee-based business since 2015. Now serving municipalities and residences in 14 states, Rogers offers fire hydrant flow testing, distribution flushing, and maintenance programs in accordance with ISO standards. Rogers also offers hydrant repair and installation, and they have the capability of repairing hydrants under pressure. For more information on Rogers' new sewer maintenance program, complete with mapping, cleaning, and camera inspecting, Visit RogersHydrantService.com. Ever been the coach who realized the team's gear just wasn't up to par? Well, if I'm being honest, that was me. Just a downright irresponsible and plain bad coach. Then, SM Athletics changed the game. I want you to picture this. I walk into their store, a coach with a vision. SM Athletics didn't just see a coach. They saw a team's potential. And they delivered custom uniforms so striking. Our team's spirit soared. From cutting-edge apparel to top-notch equipment, SM Athletics transformed our presence. No more unreliable online orders or envying the other team's style. SM Athletics stands for quality, design, and on-time delivery every time. Coaches, elevate your team with SM Athletics. Call 865 966-3434 or visit smathletics.com. Get the best for your team. Delivered right and on time. So, elevate your team's game by contacting SM Athletics today. 
They are our love bugs and companions. They are our pets, our family, and they make life better. When we face unexpected challenges, so do our pets. That's why we're on a mission to support people and their pets. Whether donating a bag of kibble, sharing an Instagram post of a lost cat, or welcoming a foster pet into your home, every bit of kindness counts. Visit petsandpeopletogether.org to learn how to be a helper in your community. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. All right, let's get after it here. Second hour right here in Neutral Zone, Fan Run Radio, 546-8200. If you want to jump in, we'll limit it to two calls. The, so, uh, <laughs> we love you, Titansville, but, uh, man, we, yeah, that was, we, we, needed, we needed a breakdown on today's games. Not, we, and, not who's hotter than Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we, we learned a lot about uh, Lambert and yeah. Trisha Yearwood. Trisha Yearwood. Yeah. I, I was waiting for a Gretchen Wilson little, uh, you know, him getting a little even, you know. He likes his women and, chewing tobacco. Yeah, I'll take Gretchen Wilson. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you talked about, and we're going to cover some NFL, but I'm looking at CBS Sports.com and they're, you know, quote unquote experts. Pete Prisco, Will Brinson, Jared Dubin, Ryan Wilson, John Breach, Tyler Sullivan. So that's what, six guys. Mm-hmm. Their picks, and this might be to cover the spread, but five of those six guys have picked Kansas City. I'm just stunned, yeah. man. I, yeah. I, 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 that, that's not necessarily an outright win, but it's like, I, I just. There's I no I, way I I'm touching it. the money line on that game at all yeah. today because. I know what the NFL does. I, I'm in, I'm in the same camp. Uh, if if like gun to my head, who do I think is going to win? I, I I think Baltimore. I think they're the, clearly the better team. If everything's but fair, I, but I'm Baltimore's gonna I'm gonna look winning. at prop angles. I, I don't care to go ahead and throw it out there. But one of the strong plays I really like. I took it yesterday. I was telling you guys this on underdog, which is strictly props, fantasy statistics. There's no side betting. There's no over the point total. It's basically. Uh, how many receiving yards? Two that I really locked in yesterday. Over 74.5 receiving yards from Brandon Ayuk. I'm going to jump on the FanDuel here. Yeah, I took and the 76.5. Yeah, it's went up. I'm going to take it over. Listen, five straight games by the Detroit Lions. I love me some Dan Campbell. I love that defense. What did they do this year to clean it up defensively? They said, we're going to get we're going to get good at something. We got to get better at something. They stopped the run. I would not be surprised if they sort of bottle McCaffrey up a little bit. He's so explosive, you know. He he gets to that second level and he can be gone, but they tackle well. They they really clog it up there and make it hard for teams to run. <clears throat> You're going to see Shanahan try to do some things to get him in space. But I think five straight games now, the number one wide receiver has has uh, gotten at least 130 yards receiving. Brandon Ayuk, folks, is going to eat today. Barring an injury, um, 
You know, I think Debo will be fine. He's going to play, but he's not the route runner, the down the field. I think he can have some success. Keeping my money off of him this week. Yeah. Especially after last week. Yeah. One freaking play. Yeah. It's tough, man, and that's what's scary. That's what's scary about it. But, but again, the, the play that I like, I really, really liked it, and apparently a lot of other people do too. And I took it yesterday, over 12 and a half uh, rushing attempts by Isaiah Pacheco. I think the recipe there, you've got to keep uh, – you know, you keep Baltimore's offense off the field, but you've got to keep Mahomes and that receiving crew. I think you could see, you know, Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey both get maybe north of eight to ten targets and in just short passing game. Um, you know, Watson, the the second receiver there. Uh, you know, Mark uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling Scantling's going to have to have a uh, above normal. Uh, expectation type game to win. Uh, they do have the referee crew, Sean Smith and his crew. It is definitely favored, uh, uh, been a massive favor for road teams in 99% of his games this year. So that'll be interesting. Um, but I do like uh, it is now 14 to 14 and a half rushing attempts by uh, Isaiah Pacheco. But I, I I was lucky to get that one yesterday. I wouldn't tell you not to take it. I, I would rather get it at 13 and a half. If you could, and and I I see him clearly getting fourteen yeah. or more uh, rushing attempts based on their script and how they need the game to go. Uh, if they're having to throw it, Mahomes is having to throw it thirty eight to forty times. I think they're in big trouble. And um, but there are some uh, there's some there's some games there uh, or some uh, angles to attack both games. I agree with both of you guys. I think that Lions Niners game has a chance. I, I, I think you're seeing somewhere in that 34, 24, 30, you know, 31, 24. I think it has a real shot to get into the, the 50, certainly. I am, and I'm sure I'm uh, reflective of a good part of the country. I'm so pro Lions right now, just the story itself. Oh, absolutely. And would love to see him win. I don't really have a bone to pick with San Francisco, but I'd really love to see the Lions win. That said, I don't know if they can, but I could see them cover. I really do. I think that that could that could happen. I, I do too. I, I think you could be. There's some middle action there. You could see uh, this game end as a seven point win, or it could be a four point win. Uh, I, I listen. There's there's some things that concern me there. Golf on the road, not playing indoor, and the 49ers kind of had that bad game last week. I think you're going to see them play much better. And, you know, if, if Detroit – I know this is so cliche, but being on the road, you need to – you know, can – can to me, the factors there, Detroit's going to give up passing yards. They just are. That's how they're built. Can Detroit get any sort of consistency on the ground running the ball and take a little pressure off golf? Uh, there's playmakers all over that line of scrimmage. I think the, the biggest matchup one-on-one to me in that game is uh, – uh, Pinye Sewell versus uh, uh, Big uh, Nick uh, Bosa. I think that that matchup right there is going to be uh, elite, and uh, definitely have my eyes on that. I think that's going to be huge. Uh, can he contain Bosa? He's going to have to play, you know, high level football every every snap. Bosa's bringing it. And, you know, they'll move him around a little bit, too. So, you know, if he's not working out against uh, Sewell, he's, they're going to move him some. But, uh, he, you know, th- there's so many little things in, the, in this game 
that intrigue me. Ultimately, I think 49ers are going to win this game. Uh, part of me just feels like 49ers are going to come out and play way better. I, I think Brock Purdy is going to play much better. I think uh, I think the Chiefs Ravens are you know to me of the two are going to be the closer game. Um, obviously, the line states that, but uh, I did mention something to you guys about, uh, and I'm gonna see if I can find that. But um, there's a there's a there's a lot of respectable people in the handicapping um, and betting community that feel like. This there's there's a reason why Circa Sports, um, and listen, Circa Sports is where a lot of a lot of the big sharp money guys place their bets, and so a lot of people in the industry go back to that and they look and they go, okay, I'm curious to see what the why the line is different here, and it's four and a half and it's four at FanDuel and other sports books. Um, it's, they were the first one at Circa Sports to see that number really jump. Uh, if you go back to like Wednesday when, before it, I think for Thursday officially, uh, most of the other books, it became four and then it's four and a half, uh, in favor of, uh, of, uh, Baltimore. But for Circus Sports, that was one of the things, and I, I was I was uh, messaging with one that I respect that's been in this business for a while, and and they were like, "Look, I I'm, I'm just telling you, there's there's a few of the big sharps that that's only where they do their business is through Circus Sports. Um, they're not capped as far as limit spending. If you're looking at it from a betting angle, that does give you some concerns. I mean, all the things are pointing like, okay, Mahomes big game, Mahomes getting points." The Taylor Swift and needing that, needing those eyeballs for the Super Bowl. The referee that they put into this situation certainly favors the away team, but yet the main book, that big book, Circus Sports, that gets a lot of big action, is seeing that number went from three to four, then four and a half, two days before any of these other books saw it, and before it. Well, when I say saw it before the general public because a lot of more public money goes in through these, you know, more accessible like uh, FanDuel, DraftKings, BetMGMs. I find that very interesting because, again, all of those other variables are pointing to Kansas City. Is that, t is that in my mind, it tells me, okay, sharp people with sharp money that maybe, maybe they've got a little more inside knowledge uh, and again, they still have to play the game. We all, you know, we can all sit here and say, well, on paper, yeah. I think anyone that's watched any football all year uh, between these two teams can can realize that and come to realization that um, Baltimore has a better roster right now. Uh, if Kansas City had, you know, Tyreek Hill and had their normal receivers, absolutely, you can make the argument. Um, but I, I don't believe that's the case now. And, oh, by the way, uh Baltimore just got one of their studs back uh, on defense, and uh, you know you're, you're talking about now in uh, in in the secondary. You're bringing a, another key piece back. You're uh, 
you're bringing back uh, Mark Andrews. And, you know, to me, that gives them so much versatility to have him and Isaiah Likely. I look, I think Isaiah Likely could be a sneaky little – his receiving yards, yardage, uh, I know as of yesterday, was like over 21. He could catch that in one pass. And um, so he's a, he's a potential kind of guy, a target to throw on a – you know, a little a little play, a little action there. Uh, another little interesting nugget, and I don't know if you guys saw this, earlier in the week, who the Lions picked up and signed. And it's not playing. He is not playing. Okay, I didn't uh, – the tight end. Yeah, Zach okay. Ertz. Okay, Zach Ertz. I did oh, not – I didn't see that. I, they, I, I did. They signed him – it was sometime early last week. Yeah. And it came across the screen when I was watching the Tennessee game. He's not playing today. Okay, so he's not playing. So, uh, it, it's kind of a – I maybe don't know a, why. I yeah. guess just as a backup, if something goes horribly wrong with yeah whatever they've got going on, but yeah, so they said he's probably not playing. Maybe with the idea, hey, we, if we get to the Super Bowl in two weeks, he'd be available, probably, um, most likely. And he would be able, you know, he'd be able to, you know, obviously learn the offense a little more. It'd be installed with a two-week, play, you know. Right. Hey, you add a guy like him if he's remotely healthy. Yeah. Uh, that's another man. little piece that you add there. Um, but, uh, so I, I thought that well, that's good stuff there. Um, Aaron, I wasn't aware that he was not going to play, but um, I thought that might be another little angle that you could kind of look at. Um, so, uh, we'll, get a, we'll get our final break here in just a few minutes, but um, I, was, uh, I was curious on your all's, if you're looking at um, – if you're looking at any other angles or you're looking at any anything else today, of course, again, we, we talked about the referee advantage. Uh, the, the second game, uh, the 630 NFC Championship game, will have a cleat uh, referee in that, and he favors, uh, he, uh, favors home teams. Uh, so cleat the homer uh, will be uh, – his, his crew will be running that uh, NFC Championship um, – game uh the other i'll tell you another little angle that i think and and i thought it was interesting this week by chris jones the uh star defensive lineman for uh, the kansas city chiefs kind of i think kind of trying to get into uh maybe into uh, lamar jackson's head a little bit uh, i want to see what you guys think about this but you know you, you, I, I hate you know and i'm not a chiefs fan certainly uh despise them but uh when you're sitting there and you're thinking why would you poke that bear in lamar jackson and saying, oh, if we, we stop him, we make him – if we stop him from running, you know, we're going to make him uncomfortable. Uh, you know, he's going to have to prove he can beat us throwing the football. Uh, I like some pieces that he has this year that he hasn't had in past. Uh, Zay Flowers, certainly. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. is is kind of come on a little bit. Uh, um, Bateman uh, as well, um, not to be confused with Jason, the actor. But uh, I, I think uh, – you know, I think there's, I think there's some opportunity um, when you look at that. Is that a situation where they're just sort of kind of playing mind games? They're trying to let him know. Um, you know, possibly um, Tyler Swift. T.R. called her Tyler, Tyler Swift. Swift. Yeah, yeah I, I, heard, I heard that. <laughs> I, really? yeah. yeah. Well, again, he's not a big fan of her music, but <laughs> uh, I mean, she's not bad to look at. I mean, I mean, let's give her a little bit of credit. I mean. Uh, but uh, no, yeah, thanks for that, Sean. Hey, uh, that picture that I sent you, yeah. that's the angle I'm looking at. Not really, but yeah, if you're a conspiracy theorist, that's one you pull, that's one you look yeah, at. Yeah, it really is. Uh, <laughs> I mean, listen, there was a media coverage in Arizona 
and with like some of the hotels and you know just getting everything because those have been booked up yeah. i'm sure from teams like these uh, the favors i'm sure even detroit's and <clears throat> you know chief fans have, have booked some up with there's some sort of out you know refund agreement there right. if your team doesn't make it to arizona but in scottsdale where the super bowl is going to be uh there was this same logo and literally with some of the media packets and and people started kind of you know the conspiracy theorists like on tiktok and on twitter and on facebook i I mean it it really is though now i'm going to tell you maybe the most far-fetched one that i've seen yet was from uh your boy that played it in nebraska who's on does the podcast will does the podcast with uh taylor lewan played with the titans Um, for a little bit compton Compton, yeah okay Did you see the the conspiracy theory that he threw out? Him and Taylor Lewan was talking about the kick that um, uh, that ended the season. Um, oh shoot! Um, the kicker that missed the uh, against the Chiefs that missed the the field goal. Oh, for the Bills, Tyler uh, Bass. Yeah, Tyler, Tyler Bass. Bass yeah. The field goal. Okay, listen. I understand Lake Effect and the winds uh, in Buffalo can be. Very strong. Brutal, yeah. Does anybody buy into or subscribe to uh, Will's theory or Taylor Lewan that – now, there are – I don't know if you guys knew – you guys probably knew this already, but there are magnetic chips in every football. Every football that they use, okay? Kicking, kickoff ball, everything. NFL tra- tracks that data like to a T. Now, my question would be – does the NFL, does Roger Goodell never sit know. up there? And that's what Will Compton yeah, and those guys are, are saying. Uh, if you go back and pull that up, I think Barstool reposted it. But if you go back and look at it, and I'm like, okay. So I reached out at, I reached out this week when I saw that to a current NFL scout, somebody I've known for a while. And I said, do you know anything? He said, look. He said, I, I don't. Honestly, don't know. He goes, no one could could physically grab the football and go, oh, yeah, there's where the chip's at in it. He goes, they are. It, it, it is it's apparently there, they yeah. collect the data. Is there some way that Fidel Goodell can actually <laughs> say. Control the football. Control the football and make it move, yeah. move to the right. Because I'm going to tell you right now, the way he kicked that, I have never seen a kick. If that ever came out, do you understand the firestorm that would happen at the New York offices? People would burn that damn building to the ground. Yes. You think the the band of of freaks coming out of Philadelphia walking to New York City to kill Roger Goodell? They they would. And and you know what? You know who got behind it? And again, I've read his book, but Brian Tui, The Fix Is In. Uh, I'm telling you right (laughs) now. I don't believe everything and subscribe to everything that's in that book and what he states or suggests is actually true, but I, I believe a lot of it. Yeah. I, I'm telling you right now, I see stuff that that you see all the time, and I, I don't know. I'm just saying that kick was – they went back and looked at the video. Apparently, Will Compton said, look, I saw video that the flags were not even moving. I want to go back and watch that. I want to watch the video in full. I want people to truly Compton's post the, it. He's on the moon landing conspiracy now. Yeah. Man. yeah. Uh, and, and I mean, but now let's also remember the Chiefs passed him up. He doesn't like the Chiefs. So that kind of looks like, yeah. uh, you know, maybe I mean, a little sour grapes there. I, I, yeah. I, I don't know. It's a little bit. That's a little <laughs> more than I, I listen. I, I believe that the NFL can push 
games and maybe move them a little bit in in the direction they need it for to monetize. Yep. Uh, 100%. I, I believe it. When the can, when the Kansas City Chief left tackle pulled uh, against uh, Cincinnati last year, literally tackled him to the ground on that third down where Mahomes needed about 15 yards and threw a ball for like 16 yards. And I was just like, how in the hell does that, does that not get called? When he clearly grabbed him and the slow motion, when they show it, he's he's got so much re- he's got so much of Trey H- uh, Hutchinson's the the right defensive end for Cincinnati, and I'm just like, uh, how does an All Pro defensive end not get that call there? Anyone, but much less a a an All Pro level caliber player, and that Bengals, you know, that that clearly decided the game there at the end. But again, uh, the Chiefs, you know. It is what it is. You've got, you know, one of the top guys in the league. Uh, now that Brady's gone, that that's the uh, he's their poster boy, and uh, in Mahomes. But uh, we got to get a break. We'll uh, we'll come back. I'm going to get these guys uh, final prediction. I'm going to give out all the picks that I like today. We'll do that right after this. More Neutral Zone Fan Run Radio. White Claw is taking hard seltzer to new heights with White Claw Surge. At 8% alcohol, White Claw Surge is a stronger wave of refreshment that doesn't compromise on taste. Available in four bold waves of flavor like ripe blackberry, citrusy blood orange, zesty natural lime, and tart cranberry. Check out your favorite retailer in-store and online for the White Claw Surge variety 12-pack and 16-ounce single-serve cans. White Claw Surge, please drink responsibly. Are you ready to elevate your driving experience? Then you need to head over to your hometown dealership, Parkside Kia, home of the lifetime warranty. Discover the latest Kia cars and SUVs where technology meets style. Our friendly staff is here to make your car buying experience a breeze. Don't wait. Visit Parkside Kia today and drive home in the Kia of your dreams. Check them out online at parksidekia.com and visit their showroom at 9929 Parkside Drive. Parks Ikea, where your journey begins. Welcome back. Last segment of Hour 2 of the Neutral Zone. Aaron, one thing we haven't talked about, it's tied to Tennessee football, but did you happen to see the no pun intended, hype video uh, that University of Tennessee Athletic Department dropped yesterday, the In Hype We Trust. No, I haven't seen it yet. It's worth checking out. It's good. It's good. It's not that long. A couple minutes long, and it it opens with him at his his first meeting with the team uh, when he was named coach and, you know, heading into that 2021 season. Yeah, I see RTI posted it. Yeah, and and all the stuff that he said at that time and how it's it's held true. I mean, you know, hey, we all agree last season was a little bit of a disappointment, but I still feel Tennessee's got the right guy. Oh, yeah. I believe that 100%. And it's kind of a reminder, you know, 27 wins in the last three seasons. Think about about where the program was before that. That's what we have to continue to remember. And now think about where we're going. There's so much excitement going into next season. Nico is – going to flourish i think um, everybody's got us sitting around nine wins for next year i could unless unless you're greg mcelroy I, I, yeah <laughs> God. talk about brutal yeah. espn yeah but uh i i mean i could see us realistically winning at least 10 next year 
with yeah. the crew that we've got. So we'll see. Excellent. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a good season. Yeah, but, I think uh, we're. In, I think we're in really good hands. I don't. I, yeah. I don't buy into all this crap that these people were trying to sell early in the year that Heupel's not the guy. Uh, I mean, there was a lot of fools on Twitter just ripping into him. And you know, you know me. I'm critical of all of our athletic department all the yeah. time, and I feel like we're in the best place we've been in 30 years mm-hmm. across the oh, board. Oh, absolutely. Across the board. We we talked about that on the morning show last week about you I'm sure you guys saw it too, the back and forth that uh uh Danny White got on social media about the the seating arrangement at the mm-hmm. Tommy mm-hmm. Bowl. And I was like, you know what? Some people were like, Why are you getting out there and saying that? There's part of me that was like, Good for you, man. You know, I mean yeah. honestly, they this thing changed precipitously when you think about Danny White and you think about uh, Randy Boyd, and you think about Donde Plowman, and those those folks are running this more like a business, but that's what collegiate sports is yeah. now. Yeah, you know? it is. And and so, I I'm with you, Aaron. I I really I'm I'm really really happy with where the the programs are in general in the yep. big sports. It's uh it's it's good to be a Tennessee Vols fan at this point, and it was not just three or four seasons ago. Yep. Um, it was. It I was mean, hard. just think about what you had at all at one time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Rick Barnes was probably the best thing on campus, but you had Butch Jones and Dave Serrano on campus at the same time. And not to rip those guys, I mean, well, Butch Jones, I will. Dave Serrano's a decent guy. Right. His son and I went to school together. I know his son pretty well, and we, yeah. were, we were cool. But Dave was not a good coach for us. He was a West Coast baseball. Yep. He, he could coach at all those California schools, and it was great. Played small ball. It just didn't work here. Yeah. Butch Jones was obviously – the walking clown on campus but i mean we've got three of the best coaches across the board yeah and you know yeah i agree with all that and you talk about basketball too and and you know titansville said it everybody says it we all feel this way we want that team to do something in march and and i think nobody wants it more than barnes too he wants to oh yeah yeah but the truth is there's some statistic out there. It's something like 50, if 50 basketball season weeks consecutively where the Vols have been ranked. Right. Yeah. I mean, come on. That's Think, think about again. Go back to Conzo. Uh, Donnie Tyndall was actually a good coach, but that was obviously was. a comedy I, of errors. You just know, like, I thought Donnie Tyndall would have actually done really well here if he hadn't got fired after right. the first year. Yeah, I agree. gotten – Basically, the coach's equivalent of a death penalty for a couple of years. Yeah, I mean it's so. it's just uh, we're in a good spot. We are. Leave it at that. But uh, and then the only other thing I'm going to say, and then Cloney, I know, still got some NFL stuff he wants to talk before we wrap. <clears throat> but you know who else likes to place some bets is apparently Kayshawn Butte. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You I've got talk- one <laughs> last thing going back to our our Jeez. SEC basketball guys. Yeah. How have we not mentioned Dominique at all? He played at Georgia. Yeah, offensive. Okay, here's the thing about Dominique. You know, he led, what, the conference in scoring? Every, mm-hmm. Never won an SEC championship. Nope. The The season he left, they won the SEC championship. Yep. He's clearly an offensive-driven. I mean, he, you know, he's a scoring machine. The season he left, after they went to the Final Four. They went to the Final Four. Yep. Okay, even yeah. better. I, I knew they yep. won the SEC the year, year after that, but uh, – no, I mean, I think he's one of those guys, you know, he demands the ball. He's he's not going to, you know, share the ball and make other players around him better. It's hard to say that because when you're averaging that many points and, 
you know, making the athletic plays that he does. Um, but, yeah, he was – I mean, he, he would definitely be one of those guys that would be in – probably in most people's top ten because At he least, was so dynamic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah no question. Um, I mean, he's probably one of the top five best NBA stars out of the mm-hmm. SEC of all time. Yeah. With Shaq and – Dale Ellis and Pete Maravich and Charles Barkley. I think that's your top five right. out of the SEC. Yeah. It's interesting, yeah. That's I mean, maybe one. maybe you switch out Dale with Bernard King in the NBA, but yeah. Yeah. those are probably your best five guys out of the SEC NBA-wise. So, yeah, I get you, give, yeah. Give, give them to me again. So, Shaq. Shaq, uh, Pete Maravich, yep. uh, Charles Barkley, uh, Dominique Wilkins, and you can switch out Dale Ellis or Bernard King. And then, I mean, Anthony Davis is still killing it in the NBA now. Yeah. Yeah. So. And you're right. I mean, again, we talked with a lot of love about Chris Jackson. And yeah. I still stand by that, but it was kind of a short stint, you know what right. I mean? And, yeah. again, LSU had all those players, and they really didn't do much right. with them. So. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> I, back to the Boutet uh, and the <laughs> just we won't, and then we'll jump into the. I've got, I've got some picks here on yeah. today's game, uh, but I look back at a when the Broncos played the Chiefs, and the Chiefs were when they ran like a quarterback. It was like a design draw, and he he ran it off the right side. And one of the uh, I can't remember it wasn't Jackson, but it was one of the corners for uh, for Denver. Literally was coming up, and he got off of the block the wide receiver block, and had a clear path to him. And, and literally, it was a third down rush, and I was like, what What in the hell did I just watch? I mean, you don't know how much in some of these guys that are getting money to impact games. It's clearly going on, and, you know, I don't know that we'll ever be able to totally know it unless, in this case, where they were able to track down, hey, this is, you know, he's using this uh, username. And uh, But, I mean, I don't think he did a very good job of hiding it. <laughs> apparently yeah. uh anyways today's games uh here's some picks i like <clears throat> first game uh chiefs at ravens again i'm not touching the side there I, if gun to my head i think the ravens are going to win that game um but i'm going to go lamar jackson anytime touchdown plus 110 right now on the uh actually it was plus 115 yesterday so it is starting to come down a little bit but i, I look i i think he's gonna find a way you know, he ran two in last week. I think, you know, the Chiefs defense is tough. But I think there's gonna you're going to see a lot of designed run plays. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't have eight to t- somewhere in that 8 to 10, 11 rushing attempts, too. A lot of it to be designed, uh, try to get him going, get him early. If he can get positive yardage on first down, I think that's where it's going to open up some of his passing uh, windows. Uh, and, and by the way, that, you know, Georgia's defense or offense coordinator – uh, has made a real impact with him this year, so he definitely deserves some credit. Uh, also in that first game, how can you not go with uh, Stover, Matt Stover, over one-and-a-half field goals? For what What team are you talking about? For the Ravens. No, Justin Tucker. There you go, Justin Tucker. I was going to see if you were catching that there. <laughs> like, Matt, Matt Stover. Stover back in the day. All right, Justin Tucker, good catch there, Bob. Justin Tucker. Uh, I was seeing if you're all paying attention here. Um <laughs> Maybe you all are, and you're just fading these picks. You know, I don't know. You but uh, next thing you'll be talking about Robbie Gould. Dude. Yeah, Robbie Gould. Uh, <laughs> yes, Justin Tucker over one and a half. He's still playing. Field goals. Isaiah Pacheco. I took this one yesterday. Uh, over twelve and a half. I just now saw it's fourteen and a half. Over 
12 and a half rushing attempts. So now you're going to have to pay up a little bit. I still think he can get over that 14 and a half. Uh, I played it at 12 and a half uh, yesterday. In the late game, I like Brandon Ayuk. Okay, official play here. I like him over the 76 and a half. It's now jumped to 78 and a half. Again, I'm I got this. I got it about an hour ago. Yeah. it. Uh, I'm telling you right now, I will go ahead and tell you right now, I. I clearly think he gets 100. If you get 100, yeah. he's getting – it gets you almost plus 200 in odds. I would play that, and I also would play Brock Purdy over 275-plus passing yards. You can find that on the alternate uh, betting option on FanDuel for uh, minus 114. Those are the plays. I like it. At the end of the day, I think we're going to see 49ers-Ravens in the Super Bowl. And uh, But I wouldn't be – again. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if Kansas City gets some calls and uh, the Swifties went out. So uh, you never know. Hey, we really appreciate it. Uh, two big games this week for Tennessee. Yes, South Carolina, which is all of a sudden yep. a, a big game on Tuesday night. And then, of course, up at Rupp. Up at Rupp. Saturday. Absolutely. <laughs> We're going to have week. a lot to break down next week right here in the neutral zone. Uh, enjoy all the shows this week. Support all the sponsors and uh, Fan Run Radio. We really appreciate it. And you guys have a great week. been the coach who realized the team's gear just wasn't up to par well if i'm being honest that was me just a downright irresponsible